Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. 16 minutes to 2 o'clock. My name is Pimelo Motene. I'm with you until 3. This is Life Happens on SAFM. Now, in Limpopo, the Lepele Northern Water has been busy with a project that sees 100 villages uh, really benefiting from this particular project. Uh, 100 villages are meant to be getting clean uh, water and sanitation from this uh, particular project. Uh, but there is a snag. And the snag is obviously going to threaten the project itself. Uh, word is that this may mean that they have to halt the project and uh, only proceed next year. Now, we got the Lipele head of um, Lipele North Water to join us on the line to just pr- pr- just give us a sense, really, of what is happening there. This is obviously in the Limpopo region. Chief Executive of Lipele North and Water is with us, uh, Phineas Lukhodi. Thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Lukhodi. Uh, thanks very much, uh, ma'am, and good afternoon to you and to your listeners as well. Just for those who are not familiar with the region, Lipella Northern Water Services, how vast a region are they servicing? We are servicing almost the entirety of Limpopo uh, province. We've got five districts in Limpopo, Capricorn, Mobane, Skukune, Vembe, and part of Waterbed. Those constitute our services footprint as the water service provider in Limpopo province. Mm. And and this this project that you are embarking on, give us a sense in the size of the project. What is happening is that we've got uh, our water sources that have dried up in most parts of our province. Mm. In the main is Capricorn District Municipality, part of Waterbeck, Vembe and uh, Mopani. So as a result, no less than 108 villages are currently without water supply. So we are exploring groundwater, which in the main means the boreholes, to get water to these villages that are struck by drought. Mm. Um, I think you'd recall together with the listeners that we haven't been experiencing good rains for the past four years in this part of the country. So that is the reason where we are currently. Um, we have immediately started this tanker into those villages whilst we are identifying areas where we can, I think we can drill and equip the boreholes and feed the communities with water. So th- th- we are told that you had a budget for this, but you are running into, into trouble because this budget is running out. No, no, the budget is not running up. What is available currently for this current financial year is 350 million. And the next financial year, we have to get 108 million. Remember, this is how the government works. The only extent to which you can go in carrying out this project is the extent to which the price would allow you. So for this current financial year, only 350 million is available. And we are talking between now and uh, April next year. So from May next year to the next financial year, there should be 108 million availed for us to take the work forward. What does that mean for the communities? As you said, you know, about you've got 108 communities that are currently sitting without water. What does that mean as we speak now? What it means is that we have to do more with less. The communities would be able to get water gradually because in any event, we wouldn't be able to do everything at once. So this 350 million, we can be able to cover almost some or all of the communities that are currently running without uh, water. And then 
the next uh, tranche of 100 and something million would then have to expand the services to cover the entirety of uh, people who are currently outdoors. For, for the people in these regions, I mean, what's your message to them when you're saying you are, you know, your budget is obviously 350 million for the current fiscus. How far are you in spending that money? The message we can give them is that we are hard at work uh, to get the services to them. It's going to be a gradual process. It can never be a sudden event, uh, kind of. So we have started with uh, tankering. We have identified the areas where we are going to drill and equip uh, boreholes. So it's going to be a progressive uh, activity, typical like any other infrastructure-driven or infrastructure-intensive project. Do we know how they're getting by now? Because, you know, the, the, you are obviously giving some communities some water, but not all. Do we know how they're getting by now? Pardon, I can't hear you. I was asking if we know how the communities are getting by as we speak. The communities are not buying water. We are currently supplying free water through tankery. Mm, I, I wasn't saying the they're village. buying water. I'm saying, do we know how they are getting by, as in how they're carrying on their daily activities? You mean the community? Yes. Yes, we do interact closely with the water council in those affected villages. Mm-hmm. We do know. Mm-hmm. And and how are they yes. managing? They are managing because we are tankering in those areas on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But tankering is not a sustainable solution, remember? Yes. We have to get sustainable water going to these communities. M- Mr. Lohori, That's I'm the gonna... reason why we are pacing up the borehole as a alternative source in the absence of um, the, the availability of uh, the dams or the dam levels having dropped to extent that we cannot abstract water yeah. anymore. Mr. Lahore, let me ask you if you can just be patient with us. There are calls coming in who want to ask you some questions. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll be back with you if you don't mind answering some of the questions from your community members. Let's take a quick break and then you're more than welcome to ask Mr. Phineas Lahore, who is the head of Lepel and Northern Water, some questions as I see your calls coming in. Call Pimelo Mutine now. I'm in conversation with uh, Mr. Phineas Lahori, who's the head of Lepele Northern Water, and uh, they are just uh, really disseminating information to the residents of Limpopo around what it is that they are working with at the moment. They have raised concern about what they have in their kitty, which has to sustain them until next year, April, for this particular fiscus, and uh, just raising alarms to the community to say, uh, as much as they are rolling out a program, it's going to obviously be limited by the amount of money that they need. Uh, Mr. Phineas Lehozi, thanks very much again for staying with us. Um, ideally, how much would you need to carry out a fully-fledged program that you need with the, with the current drought that you're sitting with? Our tentative determination are showing that we need not less than $526 million. And is there no other way in which maybe perhaps business and other, other sectors could have, could have added, um, you know, a lender hand in this situation? Have you explored that? Yes, we are interacting with our municipalities and COCTA to see if some of the grants that are earmarked for water reticulation cannot be redirected to these areas that are hardest to by drought. 
So are we are we are we getting perhaps maybe a move to declare this a disaster? I mean, it's 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 quite unprecedented this type of drought that we're discussing now in that region. Yeah, but we may not call it a disaster now because of the alternative measures that we are putting into place. If there wasn't any prospects of us succeeding in getting the bohos drilled and equipped, then we'd say these villages have to be declared a disaster. So we are hoping very much that we can get water from the ground and feed the communities. I mean, have we assessed if it's how feasible that is to, to sustain this program? Because we don't, uh, do we know when we'll get the next rains? Have we got that, the, 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 the environmental people who are going to help you with that forecasting? Yes, we did. Remember, currently South Africa and the entire world is experiencing the negative effects of climate change. We are not immune to the world. So the indications are that we are likely to get rain in the next hydrological year, which is starting around November this year. That is the hydrological year cycle. But those trends I must indicate, they are likely to be flat. That's the information we receive from the environmental Mm. people. Yes. And and that's why I was asking about you know what why why are we not declaring this a serious situation because if we did um, we would obviously then have some relief beyond what you're able to do now with what you have. I couldn't think of any other relief than the the groundwater supply that I'm talking about. Fund relief is because what I'm talking even about. Even if it even if it rains around November, there may be floods, and when it is flooding, there is no way we can be able to catch the water and divert it for community consumption. So the groundwater, as I'm saying, is a way to go by and we're doing our utmost to make sure that these villages, the hundreds of them, will be fed by these measures that we're putting into place. Perhaps I need to indicate this to you, Pamela. Mm-hmm. The hundred and odd villages that I'm talking about constitute 18% of the total population of Limpopo that is currently not having uninterrupted water supply. The entire 82% of the community is having access to piped water. So we yeah. really would be Ms. blowing Ms. this out of proportion if we are to declare Limpopo a disaster. Okay, I, I do understand that. areas that are affected and we are taking measures to address them. It's only when we fail that we can say, let's resort to these areas being declared as disaster so that all other government stakeholders can now um, bring their resources and their heads together. But it, to it, the is it not your department that is raising the alarm that the money that you have it runs the risk of running short? Yes, but we do that understanding how government budgeting process works. For the current financial year, 350 will be enough looking at the months remaining for us to conclude the financial year. Then the next financial year, there must be more allocation that would take the entire project value to 526 million. Yes, so what I'm saying is, was it not your department that was raising the alarms? In other words, we, you know, what, what, how government works is how government works. But weren't you raising the alarms about the fact that this money is too little? We were not raising an alarm. We were making an indication of the amount of resources required for us to complete this project. 
or to address this situation. And and okay, so then and what the what was the objective then? What in was our the objective now? Mm-hmm. We have got three hundred and fifty million. In the next financial year, we'll give you the balance of what is required to take this project, which is in total five hundred and fifty. Okay, million. okay. So let me ask you this quickly because I'm running out of time, Mr. Lahori. This yes. th- this concern that you are raising, or at least alerting us, or or informing us, what were you yes. hoping was going to be the outcome of this information? I don't understand the question. So. In, in your addressing how much you have and how much the, you still have to use and what's required, raising yeah. that and understanding how government works, what were you hoping uh, was going to be the response either from the public, from ourselves, from the media or from government? What you hope to achieve from mm. whoever is interested is yeah. understand the progressive approach of we are adopting in addressing this crisis that we are currently going through. But it will never be a sudden event that we are going to embark upon. It's going to be a progressive process starting this current financial year, ending into the next financial year, because we are constrained by the path to get this project to complete. So in other words, saying to the public, it's not going to happen overnight, you still have to wait for next year, for some of them? To take the work to total completion, yes, that is the idea. But there will be a substantial amount of work that we are going to complete this current financial Do we know who will be leaving behind? You said there's 18% now, I get that. Do we know who will not be serviced at all? I mean in the villages? Yeah. No, by this time we do not know who will have to be left until the current, the next financial year. But uh, we will try as much as we can to make sure that with the 350 available, we cover the substantial amount of the communities or the villages that are affected. So at the moment we don't know which one you will not be reaching. That will obviously come through later on. No, I haven't got the detailed uh, names of the villages that we can say this and this villages should not be covered. But even those that may not be covered by the bulls that I'm talking about will still be covered by the tankering and other measures that we put into place. So in short, there will be no village that is without water, but looking at tankering and bulls. All right, Mr. Phineas Lehori, who's the head of Lepele Northern Water. And uh, that is a story that we will follow and uh, give you updates on that as it, as it goes and, and unfolds. It's two o'clock. Let's get the very latest with Utsile Sarko.